Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. to what goes bump in the night i am tonight's co-host alex crouch and i'm riley clark and i'm trevor jensen and we are back with episode 72 of what goes bump in the night i would have said 71 (laughs) i don't ever get them (laughs) right 71 last week and we're back with episode 72 and it is a very special night because it's time to trick or treat we got a bucket of candy for y'all Yep, here we go. We got Reese's, Hershey's, Kit Kats, (laughs) anything you want. We got it. We got the best bucket. If you hear me eating during the episode, don't worry about it. Yeah. Or if you hear a lot of this. (laughs) Because food. (laughs) Candy. And it's spooky season. And this is our Halloween episode. And we're pretty excited about it. Pretty excited about it, definitely. Uh, We're going to do something really special tonight. It's a story that I, I wrote a while back that we've... (laughs) <laughs> keeping in the vaults Trevor's I'm working on something <laughs> he's working on something over there while we're getting ready to read the story it's called The Books in the Basement and without further ado I think we should just get right right to the spookiness read me a spooky right story please alrighty by yours truly <laughs> <laughs> moving into a new house is always an exciting time in anyone's life a fresh new start You get to decorate, buy new things, and really make it feel like your home. I bought a house over a year ago, a really nice three-bedroom, one-bath, ranch-style home in the country on five acres of land. This house felt secluded from the big city that was a few miles down the road. Nestled in a pocket of forest with a stream that butted up to the back of the property line. It was the house of my dreams. This house was freshly remodeled, and it didn't seem like a hundred-year-old house one bit. The only thing that made me feel its age was this old bookcase that was left in the basement, full of old books. These books were strange. They had what looked to be Latin written on them and had seen better days. In the back corner of the basement, they had cobwebs and dust all over them, but They added a cool aesthetic to my basement living room, so instead of just tossing them like most people would, I kept them there as they were a good conversation piece. Well, that's what I'd hoped anyway. But after a year of living there, I never looked through any of the books or even touched them. Just left them there, dusty and undisturbed. Then on Monday night, I was watching the Patriots play the Steelers in a thriller of a football game. I remember it was... The fourth quarter, two minutes left, the Steelers were on a game-winning drive. Then I heard a thud and looked over to the the bookcase to see one of the books had fallen off the shelf. Confused, I walked over to the book to now examine this book that landed open. On the page, like I said before, was what looked to be Latin, but it seemed to have had lots more strange characters in the writing as well. The illustrations in the book freaked me out. They had what I only describe as demonic entities. These illustrations shook me to my core 
and I took the dusty cobwebs filled books and put them back on the shelf and turned back to the game at the last minute. That was now left to a field goal for the win. Steelers take the kick and win the game. Excited, I go over to the fridge, grab a beer, and watch the after-game highlights. When I hear footsteps coming from the upstairs, now, now I live alone, and I thought maybe someone broke into the house. I yelled out, who's there? A minute passes, and the footsteps stop. And I start making my way upstairs to investigate. As I make my way upstairs, I hear a door from one of the rooms slam shut violently. Then another door. Then another door. Then the last door. With my hair standing on my arms and a beer in my hand, I slowly creep into the kitchen where the basement stairs led up to the shadow of a man coming from the hallway. Frozen, as I think my house is an invader that's broken into my house, I yell out, I have a gun! I didn't have a gun, but I thought that maybe fright would have driven them away. The shadow doesn't move. I reach for the hallway light and flip it on. The shadow disappears. And I chalk it up to me having a few too many and scaring myself. Nothing else happens that night and a couple days go on. I can't get the images I saw in the book out of my head. Since that night, I looked into that book and the images of the demonic figures won't leave my mind. I decided it was time I examined these old books in the basement. I started going through the books, and and one after another, all the books were just so evil in their nature. One of the books didn't look to be written in ink. It looked to be blood. The paper didn't even feel like paper. It had a texture, was rough and thick. The bindings are what looked like some sort of braided hair that was coated in wax, and I had to break the wax to open the book. As I held this book, and it examined its pages, it was now apparent to me that I should have never looked through this book. I put it back on the shelf and went upstairs. As the night looms in the house, now has a new feeling of unsettling and evil energy. I lay down and try to sleep it off, but I can't. All I can think about is the book and its pages of imagery. I eventually fall asleep, but constantly wake up from nightmares of the creatures from the book. They were so real, all of them, in my room, asking me if it's time. I don't understand the dreams and why they were asking me if it's time. Time for what? Why were they waiting for direction from me? The next day I decided I needed to see if I can find someone who can tell me about these books and potentially the history of the house. Maybe that'll help me understand what's happening here. I called the library and they agreed to send over a historian to examine the books. But when this person gets here and sees the books, they have no answer and just say that whoever had these books or wrote them had a very dark and twisted imagination. They tell me it's not even Latin and it's not even a language that they've ever read or seen before. Confused and tormented by the dreams and now ramping of what I'd call paranormal experiences at the house. From shadows, footsteps, faint voices, as random chills in the house, I start to think I'm overreacting about the books. I should just bring them to the dump and be done with this craziness. But I don't. 
I can't explain it, but now I've looked through the books and seen what's in them, I can't help but leave them where they are. Some time passes and my demeanor starts to change drastically. Daily now I'm going to the basement and looking through the books. It's become an overwhelming addiction. All I can think about is the books. The dreams are so real. Now I feel as if I'm actually living in them. In the dreams, I'm surrounded by these demonic figures who are following my lead, as if I'm their leader. Now, when I say this, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm washing dishes and see one of the demonic creatures from my dreams standing in the woods. A sense of horror and anger surrounds me. I start to hear whispering, and it's luring me to follow the creature. I leave the water to the sink running. As if I'm a zombie, I make my way out of the slider and towards this figure. As if I'm floating across the yard. I follow him through the woods where he leads me to an area that now has hundreds of these creatures. Some in black robes, others completely unclothed. They stand close to eight feet tall and have horns that look like a ram. They have eyes that glow red and evil in shape. Their body thin and hairless. You could see every rib and their feet were hooves, but that's not the most frightening part of this scenario. As I enter the circle of beasts, they begin to speak in what I now realize is the language of the books. And I can understand them. And they're calling me their savior of the undead, and I am there for a sacrifice to save them from their bind to hell. Completely in fear, I try to run, but I'm not in control of my own body anymore. They laugh at me, struggling to escape. <laughs> they explain to me that this will be my last time as a human, and I would be joining them in their destruction of the world. Then circle in closer and tie me with some kind of rope and place me on a ceremonial altar of sorts. It had the unknown writing all over it, and as they started saying some kind of cadence together, the letters started to glow bright. Their eyes all started to project red light, and the lights of their eyes and the altar joined in what was an amazing display of colors. Paralyzed by the sequence of events, I then get jolted by the light entering my body. I pass out and wake up back in my bed. Not knowing if what happened is real, or a dream, I shake it off and go to the kitchen to make some coffee. I rub my eyes and enter the kitchen and hear the faucet still on in the kitchen is flooded. I now realize that last night was not a dream and it was real. In frantic panic, I'm not sure what to do or what they did to me last night. I run to the basement and see that the books in the basement are gone. Just the bookcase is left. What happened, I'm not sure but I have not had anything else happen to me since that night and no trace of the books or even the altar out in the woods. I'm not sure what went on that night and I'm not even sure if I ever want to know. If you see these books, don't open them. Finn. <laughs> the chanting. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Probably one of my favorites you've done so far. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) 
that's a good way to start our trick-or-treating episode. Yeah. 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 I wrote that story quite a while ago. I shared it on Facebook once. People liked it. They yeah. liked it. Don't know if they read it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I I like it. I give it my stamp of approval. Yeah, I think it bumps. I think it bumps pretty good. It bumps. I'm obviously very biased, but... I mean, it bumps. It's hard not to be biased when you write it. <laughs> okay, so why don't we skip over some books for now, and then we go to some actual factual history, historical. I don't know what to say. It was factual. But I mean, it's, it's legend. It's the rough. Ottawa News Times Grand Haven Tribune ran an article on it, so it's if it was kind in the news, factual. we know anything from Rick Van Winkle and Billy that if it was in the news, it's real. It's, it's pure real. truths. It's true. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll just start us off, I guess. We talking about melon heads now. Like the candy? Like the candy, not no, really. No, head, not a melon. <laughs> I was going to say warheads, maybe? <laughs> but yeah, melon heads. Uh, West Michigan legend, uh, a couple other, Ohio, Connecticut. I've also adopted the melon heads. East for some reason. It's very weird, but... It's very weird. I'm not sure why it... Spread, spread it like that. But They're also did. called wobbleheads by the teenagers of the time. Wobbleheads. <laughs> I read that too. I said wobbleheads. That's what the fuck. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess, like, I know Alex knows a little bit past what we have right in front of us. So let, let's hear let's hear what you got to yeah, say yeah, about that's it. that's why we brought you on this episode. Because you got more information than what I got. Melonhead man. He is the melonhead. Well, I did a little research on it. Um, not, not a ton, but <clears throat> it's based around Felt Mansion, which is out in the Saugatuck, Holland area in Michigan. Um, not far from us at all. Not too far. I want to go. About 45 minutes away. And... According to this legend, originally the mansion was built by this guy felt for his wife for a summer home, and it was a handful of things since, you know, it was a home. It turned into a, a, a jail for a while. It was a boys' school for a long time. Um, and there's also legend that says that there was an uh, insane asylum in the near area, and at that asylum there were quite a few children that had... You said to me earlier, I don't remember what the fuck name was. They had a disease, sorry for the pause, uh, called hydrocephalus. Yeah. And, that's a big word right there. I can't and say And what it essentially does is it's like a whole bunch of fluids, if I'm correct, building up in the brain, and it swells their heads, or it can swell their heads. It sounds painful. And according to legend, the asylum lost its funding, lost its money, shut down. And all these children, they weren't like normal children, apparently. They were... Feral, so they were wild pig. They were kind of just left there, people. and they pig people, bear pig man. They ended up going off into the woods and into tunnel systems under the ground of the Felt Mansion area. And in the '60s and '70s, a lot of teenagers were reported seeing these melon heads. South Park so I guess I see where the wobblehead reference comes in because if you like move around too yeah, fast, you you'll had, slosh your head if you around. You had a big head, you would whoosh, wobble, whoosh, wouldn't you? Whoosh, whoosh. It's like when you got too much water in your stomach, you start walking around. It's yeah. like. <laughs> 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 Not to make too light of the situation, but yeah, I mean, I, <sighs> I guess another legend says that these melon heads 
weren't released because of funding. They wanted to escape because one of the doctors at the asylum was doing horrible things to them. So they came up with a plan to kill him, but they didn't know what to do with the body. So they cut it up into a bunch of small pieces and wait, like the melonheads got around. killed or the no, doctor the got killed? Killed the doctor. And she disposed of the body. They cut it up into small pieces and buried it around the property. And that has also created more of a haunting effect to the area. He's probably just, like, pushing in their foreheads and, like, this is squishy. Or he was weird, like those people that watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, God. I guess there's a few cases of people, teenagers back in the day, breaking into the mansion when it was still vacant, because it has been vacant several times. You can rent it and now they, and paranormal investigate the mansion. You can. We're going to. And We're going to. Upon it's their, like two, two grand, though. Yeah, it's expensive. Upon their investigation, they saw shadows and heard what seemed to be like a struggle, or in their words, a murder, <laughs> happening. So maybe it was what the Melonheads did to the doctor replaying. Who knows? Yeah, actually, the people that we're doing a podcast with tomorrow... They actually want to go to the Felt Mansion with us. Join no, us. No, they Join definitely us. They said they'd split the cost with us. So. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pour shame for a minute and say, help us pay for this stuff. I can't myself. <laughs> but all that funny joking aside. You no, know, we could just do it like the illegal way and break in like the kids back no, in the 60s. I'm 90% positive we will go to jail with that one because <laughs> they actually... But there's still a 10% chance we But they though, have right? tours now, so I'm sure they have like some type of security I system. Say, I want to say it's used as like a banquet hall now. A banquet hall? You, well, not like, you can like rent it for like... I'm going to go have my wedding there. Do it. Be like, yo, we're going to be partying until 4 in the morning and then witching hour comes around, we turn all the lights off and we have a seance. That sounds like a lit wedding. See, and the, the crazy thing with Melonheads, too, is that as it moves locations, the story changes. It's kind of funny how that happens with legends and with myths and whatnot. How, like, so the areas. So when it moved to Ohio, the Melonheads story was primarily associated with Kirkland. Kirkland. Kirkland suburb. According to the local lore there, Melonheads were originally orphans under a mysterious figure known as Dr. Crow. <laughs> Crow is said to have performed unusual experiments and did really weird things with their bodies. And injected more fluid into their brains? What a asshole. What a that sounds fuck crazy up. nut. Theirs is worse. Not surprising. I want to see an alien head. Similar, they, I guess they killed Crow too, but they burned the orphanage. So it's not an asylum, it's an orphanage in this story, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Huh. Huh. So maybe that, that, I mean, that gives validity to, like, the disease, right? The, well, I mean, the disease is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the, like, these kids all had it and went crazy. I just wonder how, because I've not seen any cases of it recently. So, uh, like. I mean, I'm sure it still happened. I, oh, yeah. I, I wonder if it was more prevalent then, though. Like, where, like. This legend. The one yeah. in Ohio is from 2010. What the fuck? Yeah. So, only fucking it's 11 years ago? Last decade. What the hell? But, you know, the, that legend might have came back from an earlier time. Who knows? Maybe the kids' parents had the same thing and they started telling their kids, and now their kids are telling their friends, you know? Yeah, That's maybe possible. some people from I Holland. I mean, it's been local. Some people from local. Holland moved to Ohio and. Yeah, it's folklore. Retold the story. I mean, I believe that this is actually totally possible. That makes you want to go not 
in the mansion itself necessarily, but like oh. there is a disc golf. They course say the mansion's the very haunted. They say it's haunted, and they also say the grounds around it were haunted too. Because like I said, it's been a jail, it's been a school, it's been it's been a handful of other things besides being the original mansion that felt built. I wonder if you go and investigate the grounds around there, like how they said they ran off of the felt mansion into the woods well, and shit. Tunnels that go underneath well, the ground. I wonder if they, you find bones down there though. I don't know because a lot of the tunnels have fallen, and they also. Because people were going underneath there and partying and getting and partying. We know kids. Yeah, I, I mean, partied under there at that age. I nine times out of ten, age. people yeah. our age in the Halloween just go get fucked up, <laughs> dress I mean, slutty, and do whatever they want. <laughs> hey, I'll be a sexy doctor for Halloween. I don't give a shit. I would like to see that, and I'd post it all over social media. And I would get many likes for this sexy man bod. Actually, I have a dad bod going, so. If you're into dad bods and you want to see me in a sexy doctor costume, you let me know. So I guess the legend made its way to Connecticut, too. That's strange. <clears throat> Fairfield County in the eastern central side. Uh, let's see. I'll read a little bit of this. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like more of the same. Oh, oh, according to this variation of the myth, Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned down in the fall of 1960, resulting of the death of all the staff and the most of the patients within 10 to 20 inmates, unaccounted for and supposedly having survived and escaped into the woods. The legend states that the Melonheads' appearance is the result of them having resorted to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and inbreeding. So they were fucking their friends and their sisters. Yeah. (laughs) So in Michigan, they're pig people. In Ohio, they're orphans. They're orphans that have been experimented on. And in Connecticut, they're inbred. (laughs) 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 It's a little fucked up, but I mean, the, the whole like cannibalism and inbreeding giving them giant heads makes me wonder are aliens fucking their families <laughs> since he has so many accounts of big headed greys god damn it are people mistaking melon heads for aliens <laughs> like the, the black eyed children are they actually aliens or are they just inbred children we're breaking cases open wide open wide open left and right Oh my fucking god. Okay. Um Melonheads allegedly preyed upon humans who wander into their territory. So, so they're still they're cannibals. Aggressive in nature. See, the Michigan <laughs> I mean legend, technically they are. Every story they've killed people. True. Which one? Well the the only this there's a variation of the Michigan one saying they killed the doctor, but what what's the threat like why does it make them scary? Because they've got big heads. And like, they eat people. <laughs> that makes them pretty the scary. Legend didn't say anything about cannibalism. But Connecticut eats people, and they inbreed with each other. So they're, they're just all. Or we can't split them. I don't want to be like rude and be like inbred people are stupid. But I mean, like it's pretty genetically wrong of you to inbreed, <laughs> and it'll cause many deforms and probably brain problems. I mean, and that could. And that's why they're feral and aggressive. I know know nothing about medical science. No, I'm I'm actually talking on my ass. So we're open-headed to narrative. Yeah, I'll fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Forever say that. Okay, so um, I guess like commonly they're found in secluded, you know, like locations. Yeah, like areas out in the woods. So like that, 
Uh, that runs true through all of the legends that they have accounted for every well, state pretty much. Where else are they going to hide, dog? they got to hide somewhere. I mean, you can't just go down to your no- local Starbucks and just be like, let me get a frappy. There's a couple metal heads that work at Starbucks. So <laughs> I mean, there's probably some major brain defects that come with... Eating people. Eating people. I think there definitely is. Well, I mean, sure once you start Jeff Dahmer. People, it changes the makeup of your saliva because you have to break down human skin. So essentially, oh. after a while, you start getting sores around your mouth and whatnot because your saliva starts breaking your skin down. That's how a lot. So of like herpes? Animal, no, like, <laughs> actually like eating away. Your skin. No, I know. I'm just fucking. Another crazy story, side story. Since it's Halloween, my cousin when he first moved down to Florida. Apparently, they had some friends that they were hanging out with, and one of the girls in the group started hanging out with this guy, and they had, you know, a crush on each other, and they started making out and whatnot. Well, a week or so after she had been hanging out with him, she started developing these sores around her mouth, and she's like, oh, great, this is Herpes. No, this way. (laughs) So she goes to the doctor, and the doctor checks her out, and he's like, um, I see this is going. I need the name and number of the person you've been hanging out with, and she's like, why? He's like, well, you've got a rare form of necrotic eating. Like bacterial shit. That's caused mostly from cannibalism. And that's when she apparently turned all green and obviously. Well, they did some investigation. Apparently, this guy worked at the local morgue. And he he was cutting off pieces of freshly brought in, you know, fresh bodies and bringing them home and eating them. He was getting different recipes off the dark web or off what whatever the forums fuck? online, and he was eating parts of the dead. So he wasn't killing the people, but, but he, he was, was still eating, eating raw flesh. Yeah. And this, hundred percent, I believe the story. I don't have, oh, have any reason. Yeah, to why would like you that. make that up? But yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy. I'm mind blown right that's now. That's fucked up. Like you're Jeffrey Dahmer level fucking fucked up if you're doing that I stuff. Mean, good thing they caught the guy because who knows what he would have, you know, turned into. He might have been like, I need something fresher. I need something that I just <laughs> something fresher. Yeah. But yeah, you no, said it's, Florida, it's so yeah, Florida has some nuts in it. <laughs> anybody that anybody that has like the the mental capacity of a five year old, yeah, where it's like I'm gonna eat new meat. But if you do, so I'm not saying I condone it or anything. Don't just don't. But I'm big into the like you know how serial killers thought and obviously Oh yeah, it's very interesting. Brains are different, bro. A lot of different interviews between the interviewer and the serial killer in prison, a lot of the cannibals said the same thing. Certain parts of the body did taste good. And I think that's what draws some of these like weirdos out there like this guy in Florida. I heard the buttocks. Maybe he heard, you know, I would imagine. super good. But I just, that's so weird. A lot of people though. eat ass. I, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with that. I'm glad you picked that up. No, I've also heard like accounts of people that were cannibals on like other podcasts and shit saying that it's just like really salty chicken. Where it's like, what yeah, the there's fuck? That, you ever hear about the plane crash that went down with yeah. the uh, Olympic oh, rugby players or whatever? That? There was like a in whole Venezuela. Thing. Yeah, there was a whole they thing crashed about on it. top of a mountain, and a dude had to eat his sister to survive. Yeah, I I completely I know like what you're tw- talking about. There was about. a bunch of dead bodies, and they were perfectly preserved because <laughs> of the coldness. What was it called? I forget. I know what happened in Venezuela though. There, it's there's got a it's a certain name that's Maybe associated not even with the, it. No. It's not the Dahmer party, but like I thought it happened in the south, but like so high up that it was cold. No, yeah, it's it was it was somewhere like where like the meat preserved for a while because they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do like, it. 
Is there like there's a mountain range in like Venezuela and Chile, right? I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm not a I'm not a geologist, so I, I don't know. know which, I don't know which mountain range that is. The Chilean? I I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, I've I've heard that too, where there there was like a couple of accounts of people that like resorted to cannibalism because they absolutely needed Everyone to. Everyone that lived has happened a bunch in history. It, yeah, definitely has happened a bunch in. Let history. me think about it. if if you were in a situation stranded somewhere, shipwrecked. Out on the ocean, whatever, and well, Native Americans you didn't did it too. Necessarily have to kill the person, but it was a you know they, they there was a story on died. I shouldn't be alive for a guy. Would you eat? <coughs> excuse me. Would you eat someone to survive? I I probably would. I mean, I'm not saying 100. percent I would for sure, but I mean, if you're in that situation and it's so life fucked. and death, I mean, what you gotta do? Probably okay. So there also is accounts of Native Americans doing this because they believe that like when say like they were attacked by another tribe or something that if they killed them or like they killed somebody in their tribe the way that you get re- retaliation from that basically was to like kill them eat their bodies and then put their heads on stakes for like you know like some type of ritualistic offering well and there are cannibal tribes there were mm-hmm. tribes. oh yeah there's still the rainforest i'm pretty sure still has some oh yeah well there's still i forget i think there's like nine uncontacted tribes so there's Crazy. still like so it's against the law to try to contact these tribes and there's been different missionaries in the past that have accidentally done it and have done it on purpose that guy just did it a couple years ago oh Oh, you're right yeah and they killed him in like less than 24 hours Mm -hmm. they will kill you because they don't know who you are i mean that's just they're they're stuck well i mean they're terrified of us they're terrified Mm -hmm. but another reason why we're not allowed to try to contact them is because they don't have the same immunities as we do, so we. Can oh, we could bring them a cold a and kill flu. them all. Yeah, a common flu could wipe out their entire tribe. COVID, not so. Gonna... Well, anything, COVID I mean, would. anything that yeah. would just like a normal thing to us could be life and death. Yeah, like pneumonia would fuck have, them. They don't have medicine like we do, so I just think it's, bugs. it's crazy how there's still places in the world though where there's tribes like that where there's no communication, like no outside, it's just them. Like, I mean, there's tribes... It's interesting. I forget the names of them, but there is a tribe that you can, like, fly over and you can see them and they try shooting at you with a bow and arrow and whatnot. Yeah. But there was the tribe that I was reading about, these people were killed and... The reason was because they didn't realize where they were in the forest because there was a tribe that they could contact. Oh, God. And they'd been helping. Yeah. And they got off the Off the path or whatever. they went too far and they went into this other region and, I mean, they were killed. Intensity. I mean, that that just, that's so crazy to me, though, that there we still live on an earth where, like, we don't know much about the deepest depths of our oceans. We know more about the moon. We know more about space than we do our own oceans. Exactly. There could be things called melon heads out there. Yep. Yeah, it's very possible that there are people that, because, like, the whole reason that in the Michigan shit was, like, these kids that were in these hospitals with the hydrocephalic. Hydrocephalic. Hi, yeah, how, I can't fucking talk. But, like, the waterheads, they had nowhere else to go, so they pushed them out. And they ended up in places like the Felt Mansion or in orphanages like that. The Michigan um, story also says that these children were feral. So, in other words, they were wild. They were like animals. So, I don't know. I mean, they they probably couldn't really talk. They weren't very bright. I was just going to say, it's probably like the whole, like, idea where it's like. Well, yeah. Well, it's probably like their parents probably were like, oh, these kids are deformed. I don't want them. Like how Romans used to be, which is nutty. I mean, it's wrong to actually think like these people didn't want their children yeah, because I mean, they had this water in their heads. Movies, the Melonheads. It's been in the local like Grand Haven Tribune, I've the Holland Sentinel. Life, basically. 
I've known small bits and pieces of it, but barely. My, I remember my mom telling me about okay, it. Okay, so here's some facts on hydrocephalus. It's a life-threatening condition that affects approximately a million Americans. Wow. <clears throat> didn't know that. Anyone at any age can develop hydrocephalus. Wow. One, one out of every 777 babies will develop it, making it as common as Down syndrome and more common than spina bifida or brain Jesus. Tumors. Really? There's no way to prevent it, and there's no cure. The only known treatment requires brain surgery. Um, wow. It's the most common reason for brain surgery in children. Wow. The most common surgical treatment for hydrocephalus is the implantation of a device called a shunt. My grandmother actually. Oh, I know what shunts are, yeah. She had a shunt put in her head. I don't know if because I don't know if she had hydrocephalus or not. It sounds familiar. I think she might have had a form of it because she had It surprises fluid. me she that's not a brain fluid. bleed. She had well it's fluid that builds up yeah. in your head. That's what happened to her. And the only way to take care of it, because it keeps building up, is they mm. put a shunt in, which is it's a tube that's concealed in your head and, and it drains your it. Head, yeah. back into your sinuses and it drains into your stomach. So, you would think that they could like I, this is gonna sound even more fucked up, like stick a needle in you and like r- extract the the fluid from your brain, but I don't fucking know. I guess people with severe enough hydrocephalus can require up to a hundred or more surgeries. Holy Maybe shit! Replacing the shunt, the line to it. I mean, that's that's crazy. Well, and like imagine this too. Like they have so much fluid built up in their brain, it's pushing on certain parts of their brain and inhibiting like their actual surgery, brain function. One surgery every fifteen minutes. Every fifteen minutes, yeah, it's like the a year. yeah, where it's like the <laughs> average number of like hydrocephalic. I can't say that That's word. Crazy. So it doesn't say anything in here about your head getting enlarged. So that might be part of like the the legend the to make it scarier. You know how yeah. But those those are some facts. Just in case anyone was getting offended if we were talking about this disease ignorantly. So now we put out some real facts for you. I only speak ignorant. There you go. <laughs> Ignit is my main Ignit. language. No, but that's crazy. I didn't know that it was that prevalent. I really have I didn't either. really heard either. not much about it. It sounds like we know a lot more about it. Well, and I, obviously knew, than... I knew the disease sounded familiar, and I want to say that is what my grandma had. Yeah. It, it, it's scary to see someone go through because it's something that's building up in your brain. And it's, well, you got a tube put you. in your brain. Like, that's fucking crazy in itself. I just couldn't imagine what that feels like to, like, know you have fluid building up I just, in your brain. I didn't brain. realize how like, it's like pressure. super yeah. prevalent it is. Like I didn't either. One in what? 700 and some odd babies. That's it's just crazy. The most common reason for pediatric Yeah, the most common. Insane. And I've heard of it maybe three, four times in my life. Yeah, you just had it, kid. There's a lot of crazy Yeah, I'm scared of that now. And it can I develop whenever. I don't yeah. want to worry about it, buddy. Yeah, I don't think there's Violet's so going to have brain head. There's so many different things out there in this world. I mean, shit, we all like COVID. There are. There's Bigfoots, <laughs> Melonheads, Aliens. The Mothman. Mothman. Dogman. Slenderman. Chupacabra. Candyman. Hatman. The Candyman movie was weird. I haven't seen it yet. I don't it know. Was it was weird. Uh, wasn't that an actual, like, scary story or legend before it's, they made it a It's something. something I didn't really know about. much about Candyman. I figured Boogeyman. it was literally, yeah, I, that's exactly what I thought it was, was Boogeyman knockoff. Yeah. So, I mean, Chucky. I want to see that movie, Antlers, though. Antlers looks sick. It's at I the end of this month, too. That. You haven't seen a trailer for it? Oh, it looks really cool. It's, it reminds me of Wendigo. Exactly. There are quite a few really decent-looking movies that are about to be coming out, though, so I'm excited about that. There is. What's up with the random... Co- you, I, my dude, phone? I, three, three. Your cars I had an warranty. unknown number, and now I have a Denver number calling me. I live Answer in Michigan. It, Answer it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and then I'm, played on the I'm podcast. Like, oh, all right, they already hung up. Oh, they didn't want to talk to me, apparently. They probably weren't real. That's what I was thinking. It's probably going to be... trying to call you. You have an Amazon package that has not been delivered. <laughs> Usually what it is. It's some bullshit about Amazon where they always try to get my money. It's like, no, I already fucking got my shit. Mesothelioma. Holy shit. Okay, so that's wobbleheads, I guess. Why do they call them wobbleheads, though? That's awful. Because their heads are so big. Because they're you just. You should see whoosh, the picture whoosh, that I found when I was looking this up earlier. It was like a picture, and it looked like this kid, his head was just like an enlarged melon. But it like he took like a, a balloon out. It looked like he had a huge ass crack running down his forehead. And his yeah, face that's like from the movie. Like, Is that? Movie? Yeah, that's I've never from the seen movie. it, so. Yeah, I've never either. So, new movie we can watch. I don't think I'm going to watch it. But probably it not. Might be really good. It might be movie of the year. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I don't never, know. Maybe, maybe we'll watch it one day. I just think I'm going to start watching like the worst possibly rated movie rubber. I can find. Like, there's watch rubber. A group of comedians that travel around. I forget their names, but they. Go it's Mystery these... Science 3000. No. That, I mean, that that is but, one of them, though. Well, but they go around and they buy like the most ridiculous movies and VHSs, and they've got like a collection over like 20 years of collection between the two of them, and they'll go on tour together. And they'll play videos from all their different collections and like Deathgasm. I think I'm gonna start just watching really <laughs> shitty movies and see how funny I can. Hey, Trevor, the Channel Ten alarm is. Answer the phone. Going off. Oh, that's a weird ringtone. What's going on in this episode? I feel like I'm being summoned. Rick, are you there? Hello, this is Rick Van Winkle from WGB-ITN Channel 10 News. And tonight we have a very special event for you folks. It's Halloween here in Spooksville. And me and Billy were invited to a, a local gathering of sorts. Yeah, super excited to be here, Rick! Alright, Billy. So, uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we join them down in the basement? Alright, let's head on down! Okay, Billy, we are live on the scene, and it's, it looks like there are robed figures around a candlelit circle with what seems to be an upside-down star in the middle? Uh, yeah. What's really going on down here, Rick? Uh, th- Billy, they're, they're pointing at you to go lay on this table. Oh. You think I can take a nap? I mean, any time is better than now. Alright, sweet. Whoa, these are some weird-looking people, Rick. Uh, Billy? Billy, are you okay? Uh, They're they're chanting some weird things. Hey, why do you have that knife, sir? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to say that... I, I think Billy has been sacrificed. Happy Halloween, folks. This has been Billy and Rick at WGBITN Channel 10 News, and hopefully they take very good care of him in the afterlife. All right. Not really sure what's going on there. I guess they're sacrificing him. Poor man. Poor, poor man. something happening to him, man.
Is he immortal? <laughs> is Billy immortal? Is Billy immortal? You know, did they perform I... enough rituals on this man and abducted him so many times that he's just forever, like... Is Billy even real? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't he know. won an award, right? So he has to be real. No, Rick oh, he did Rick won the award. Is he a figment of Rick's imagination? Maybe he is. Well, fuck. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Because Channel 10 Nightly News is oh. the news to know. Yeah, it's the news that goes bump. That's their slogan. That It's quite close to ours. It is kind of close to ours. Do we have a TV channel? No, we have a podcast what and a YouTube that? page that you should go like and subscribe. <laughs> this is Inception. <laughs> We're also on Spotify, oh Apple, Podbean, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell, tell your, your friends. dad. Yeah, you know, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Like Shamelessly Blue. give me money. Just type in what goes bump in the night and you'll find us. And if you haven't found us already, welcome. To our amazing show of bumpiness. And Halloween spooktacular spooks. Yes, and this has been episode 72, the Trick or Treat Halloween edition. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everybody. It is sadly the end of spooky season. Just kidding, we do that yearly. Yearly. I don't know what spooky season ends. Does it end? Never. Never. Not on this channel. Ghosts don't sleep. Neither do I. <laughs> That's why you should remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Boom. In the night. Bye. Happy Halloween. Hashi Sacrifice the child. No. <laughs>